0: Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of AT Talks. We're starting college talks, uh, so we're going to go over the collegiate setting to help all the athletic trainers like me who might not have much experience in the collegiate setting or the student coming out looking for that job transitioning in. Uh, So we have three awesome guests tonight. Well, not even tonight. It's today. It's 3.30 central time here. So if you wouldn't mind quickly introducing yourself and then how you got to the college setting, your name, where you're working, if you'd like to disclose that, And then we'll jump on in. Anybody can go first.
1: Gotcha. I'll go. I'll start it off. Uh, My name is Lionel Rice, and I am the assistant athletic trainer here at University of Texas at San Antonio. And um, yes, so I've been here for about two and a half years.
2: All right, I guess I'll hop in next. Uh, my name is Chris Blocker. I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I currently work at LaGrange College here in LaGrange, Georgia. I've been here going into my fourth season, and I have six years
3: of collegiate experience since then. Um, so I'm a little bit out of place, um, but my name is Andrea Kowalski. I'm actually currently working in secondary school setting uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. But I have had two years of experience working at a Division III college, uh, North Central College in Naperville, Illinois, um, and that was also paired with my my uh, you know young professional experience as well. So um, Division III and just kind of learning the ropes at the same time.
0: Hey, Chris, is Lagrange the same institution that Rob works at?
2: Yep, that's my boss.
0: All right, big shout out for big Rob, Infinite Potential. I love that guy. He yes, is sir. awesome. Okay, uh, so originally what my thought process for this was, is I spent my entire professional career in the secondary setting. And about a month ago, I accepted a position for college and I was like, ooh, I have never worked in the college, so I better get some experience and start talking to some people. Uh, so what uh, tips or tricks or just fun information to study up on or you should maybe think about if you're going into the college setting, either as a student coming out of the profession, you just pass your BOC, or if you have a few years of experience and you just want to try out a new setting, tips and tricks.
1: Gotcha. So um, I'll go ahead and start it off. Um, kind of the experience and background that I've kind of been in going on my sixth year as a certified athletic trainer. Um, I played Division three football and did the undergrad program as well. So I wasn't able to get a collegiate experience there everywhere uh, my entire experience being in the undergrad program was with every other sport but i've always knew that i wanted to work in the collegiate football setting so um when i accepted a ga position at california university of pennsylvania i was able to get put in a position to be their ga there at the division two level and um, they're a really good football program they really uh they play in the p and they, they they operate on a high paced level there. So um, I was able to get put in position to actually do two seasonal internships in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings and the Jacksonville Jaguars, which kind of put me in position to have that definite aspect that I wanted to either be a full-time assistant, full-time athletic trainer in the professional or in the the collegiate setting. And that's where um, I Right place, right time. I was able to connect with the director of sports medicine here and uh, Daniel Bellamy and the head athletic trainer here, Nick Turner, through some mentors. And they was able, uh, they was revamping this program here at UTSA. So um, the best tips and tricks that I could give you is one, no matter what, you have to increase your work ethic all the time. You know, um, not every collegiate setting is going to have you know 9 to 10 people on staff you may be tripled up at times my mentors over at kings college they are great and i have so much love for them and so much respect for them because they're full-time professors and they're full-time spring and fall scores so each and every one of them except for the director there has two to three sports that they're taking care of at the division 3 level so the main thing you want to do is keep increasing that work ethic don't get too comfortable don't get complacent and second big thing on teamwork, whether it's one, two, three, four of you guys, or even 10, you know, just make sure that you're creating that camaraderie and make sure you're creating that teamwork environment. And that comes with number three for me is over communicating, you know, the big thing that I'm on, I'm going to over communicate, not just to coaches, but, you know, to the head effect trainer here, to the director of sports, man, especially during these COVID times, you know, um, the phone had as much as, and I have a family myself, I have a wife and a child, and you know the good thing, my wife, she understands what I do because you know this phone jumps twenty four seven. You know, <laughs> uh, it jumps twenty four seven, and um, we're D one FBS school here, and uh, Coach Trailer, our head coach, he is amazing. Him and his coaching staff, so they understand the type of work that we put in. So it's great to have that. But the fourth trick that I want to give is, you know, you got to be selfless in this in this uh, in this profession, no matter where you're at. But especially with collegiate, because the impact that you're gonna make on these kids' lives, whether they're gonna try to go play professional or whether they're just doing what they love, you know, you're gonna make a great impact. And I could tell you this right now, about 99% chance they're gonna thank you in their graduation speech. And parents are gonna come up to you and wanna chit chat with you and say, you're the one that oh, that they that so-and-so always talks about. So, you know, and number five, just have fun with it. You gotta have passion in this. And, um, you know, if you don't have the passion in this, this is gonna be a job for you. It's gonna be work for you. And you're gonna just every day is gonna be miserable like I could tell you right now I bring the juice and enthusiasm every single day so that's really the big things that that I could give you know if stepping into that collegiate world
3: yeah, yeah I'm I, I have
2: to. Sorry, no, go ahead, ahead. No, go, go ahead And go ahead I'm
3: <laughs> thank you yeah I um, uh, just thinking about how I got my start and uh, how I, I got into that collegiate position was uh, it was tied to a graduate assistantship. So, you know, if you cannot work your way in, you don't have that experience yet um, and, you, you know, graduate assistantship might be a good first step to go if you, uh, you know, if you happen to have an undergrad degree or if you want to, I don't know, go that master's route, um, start, start small and, and just kind of get your name in there and, you know, work into the staff eventually uh, as a full time. But definitely, Lionel, what you said about uh, over communicating um, as a young professional straight out of undergrad. I felt like I could kind of handle everything. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I, I, right. I passed the OC. I know what I'm doing. I can, right. I can handle all this on my own. I don't yeah, need to communicate with anybody. You know, so, so I just tried to, to go all in 100% on my own. And I crashed and burned. Um, so, so that was a, a lesson I learned, you know, probably in, in most of any setting as a communication, but especially in the collegiate setting, there were four of us athletic trainers on staff and yeah, I was doubling up. I was tripling up sometimes in those seasons. And I just had to, to over communicate to, you know, to, to keep the machine running. Um, so, so there were some hiccups in my, my uh, experience, but definitely learned that lesson about you got to be honest with your coworkers. You got to be able to talk to them, um, you know, and, and be a little vulnerable in front of them. Be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Or, hey, I can help you what Can I do for you at this time? You know, a little give and take, but definitely communication would be my tip for that.
2: Man, I don't know how I'm gonna follow between Lionel and Dread is speaking the gospel today, <laughs> I'll try my best. Uh, yeah, so uh, just like uh, like I said, uh, I'm six years uh, you know, but graduate school was four years ago, so stepping into it, I did my undergrad at D2 school, and luckily it was a small time D2 school. Unlike some D1 places, they actually let you touch the athletes. So they didn't care if the guy was probably gonna go play in Europe or something. They just wanted to give me the experience. So I love that going in. And then the NAIA school in Marietta, you know, is a Power credit school, but I had a chance to really get my first experience on my own. But one thing my program director told me going forward, he said, even though you were a first year as an athletic trainer, don't expect to know everything because you're actually expected to make some mistakes, is how much you own up to them. And I actually kept that going forward, not as much as I did my first full time, because like Andre led it to, you know, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm at a premier D3 university with D1 places at Emory. You know, they got D1 facilities and stuff. I got some impress the people there. And like there, I crashed and burned because you when know, I started to struggle with, with the new attention stuff coming forward with me, I was like, I have to be able to prove it to my spouse, especially to me being the lone black person on staff. I was like, I have another microscope underneath my face. So I failed miserably because I didn't reach out for help. I, like, I have to solve this on my own. And I hate to say it, but my first year I grad school, I struggled. Like i struggled terribly because i wanted to prove to everyone about myself that i knew what i'm doing but the thing is when you're coming in they know what you're about they kind of know where you are to bring you there it's just kind of just showing it to the students and that's one thing that i will take going forward. don't be afraid to make those kind of mistakes because the biggest thing about it is how much you own up to them and you know kids can respond they like i tell kids kids to snap bs all day so i don't even try to make up stuff i say look i either don't know but i can find a person that do. Or if it's something I'm not that strong, I say, hey, Rob, you know, I know you probably seen this. What do you think about it? I'm not afraid to get a second or third, even fourth opinion. Sometimes just get that reassurance. Because in the collegiate level, for the most part, even at D3, like I am, it's usually not just you. Unlike in secondary, it's just you and 600 students. For me, it's three, sometimes five. And I get to share that, even though we have our sports. But I'm not like, oh, this is a baseball guy. Like, I'm not going to go to that. Nah, we all go about it. And we steal ideas all the time. Like, I'd say people sports fans, we are the biggest thieves in the world to be creative. So I would say that. you know, Don't be afraid to make those kind of mistakes. Um, and again, the biggest thing, and it sounds cliche, but kids really appreciate how much you care. Cause like Juan Andreas, I actually went to graduation for commencement today and I was just supporting my seniors. And I had people come to left and right. So, oh, Chris, man, you saved my back from my season and stuff. You did that. And it's just me just doing my job. But just parents coming up to me and heard about me before I even met them. And it was just a surprise because the kids would just talk about it all the time. And I just showed them how much I cared, not how much, you know, oh, my gosh, I got this big fancy degree. I got six years in like I'm this. Guy. Nah, it's just me being me, just taking care of them. I just did my job and they appreciate that. So and another thing, just continue to be yourself out there, because if you're trying to really fit in, but not really be yourself, you're really going to go against the grain. Try your best to continue to be what you bring to the table because they brought you in for a reason. So don't try to go against what you think they should think. I be Now be yourself. And kids will appreciate that. Just go with it, man. Like you're going to go for the stars. I can tell for it. Right. And just like
1: capitalize kind of what Chris was saying. That's a big one. Uh, Definitely just be yourself. You know, the big thing that's that's that I could that everybody could probably say of everywhere in this uh in this chat and just all certifiers in the collegiate level you know everywhere that they've been they've gotten there just being themselves because the one thing you know just speaking on an interviewing process for a collegiate level when you're taking that step um it's about what you know but it's about can you fit in at times and it's not more of the fit in aspect it's more of are you there fit you know you're going to be together it's One thing we always say that everybody could say at these NATAs, we we're dapping each other up and, you know, we're like, hey, like, you you know, this person, you know, that person. So it's six degree of separation. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, that person is an actual person. You know, we're not just machines. And, you know, you may think, you know, the collegiate level and up and and everything is just like pure. You need to come in, hands to the side, about tension, you know, (laughs) need to operate like a machine. But we're all humans. I'll tell you right now, you know, we have, we, we. I have a lot of fun with this and I know I'm a, I'm about business when it's time, but I have a lot of fun with this. You know, um, I was, we was fortunate enough to do it mic'd up about three weeks ago before our spring game. And, uh, and these guys was just saying, you know, they, it, it, it was the one thing they said that they loved about it is like, yo, that was you guys, you guys even put on a face for the camera. Like that was literally you guys, you know, you guys are about your business, but you guys joke with us and you guys treat us like humans. So just like, chris said these guys are kids they're gonna appreciate as the amount of care that you put in some days they may complain yes but most days they're gonna be very appreciative so you know it's it's big that you that you do that you just stick to your roots and just grind you know uh-huh.
0: yeah you absolutely have to be authentic and the, the kids whether they're 16 year old kids or they're 22 year old kids they can see through it if you're just phoning it in and you don't really care, and you don't really love it. You're not fired up. You're like, oh, yeah. But once once you build those relationships and you're you're passionate, and it's like, all right, I'm the professional, but we also we can have some fun too and right. get this work done. Right. Uh, any any tips and tricks for like learning uh, insurance uh, form paperwork stuff? Because I don't do any type of insurance at the secondary in my high school. Uh, we don't offer it through the school. I'm not billing it. I'm not calling mom and dad to get Blue Cross Blue Shield numbers and stuff like that.
1: Um, yeah. Actually, um, so part of my role and duty and responsibilities here is to take care of the insurance for the football players. So um, Nick, he gave me the um, autonomy to make sure that the, we have a binder. And um, at, so at physicals, we Have new players, so the incoming players that may start in January or the ones that may that's gonna arrive here June first, they will come and when we're doing their physicals at the end of their checkout, we have them fill out a form that that was put together, and it has their demographic on it, it has their insurance um, holder, uh, insurance policy holders information on it. Then it has their primary insurance, It has the primary insurance, and it has a dental insurance. It has vision insurance. It just has everything. And whether you have it or not, we just want to be prepared with everything. So, then uh, Dan Bellamy, he's given us the uh, AG. We're part of AG, so he's given us a, a paper and a card that has that info, and then we fill out claim forms. So. If something happens, we fill out a claim form, attach it to the demographic sheet, attach it to the copies of their Blue Cross Blue Shield, and whether they have